0: Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Phoenix, Arizona, it's time for Phoenix Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses
1: and the people who lead them.
0: Welcome to 3C Amplified. I'm your host, Jacqueline destremps here to highlight the businesses, nonprofits, and individuals collaborating to amplify their impact in the community. This series is sponsored by Another Hand Advantage, where I create marketing strategies for community minded small businesses and nonprofits that fit your schedule and budget while making your brand stand out in front of your audience. Joining me in our virtual studio today is Octavia Harris, Executive Director with Tempe Community Council, Julie Armstrong, Small Business Owner and Tempe Community Council Board Member, and Ravina Arora, Small Business Owner and Chief Liaison Officer with Kiwanis International uh, Southwest, and I'm assuming the D stands for District. The
1: district. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I put SWD in my notes and then thought, oh, I probably should have asked about that before." I just decided to make up with that demon. <laughs> thank you all for joining me today. Great to have you. Great to be here.
1: Nice Thanks. Thank here. you. Thank
0: you. Yeah, definitely. So I'm really <clears throat> excited to kind of have you all here in the virtual studio today. We all are interconnected through actually Tempe Community Council, but we're actually all here to kind of talk a little bit about different aspects, not only of what brought us all to Tempe Community Council, but more so kind of how we as um, small business owners or board members feel like what we're doing is contributing to a better community and how those collaborations take place. So really excited. I want to kick things off um, with a few introductions. Octavia, let's go ahead and start with you. Um, Tell us a little bit about your role with Tempe Community Council and kind of what brought you uh, on board with Tempe Community Council.
2: So TCC, as we fondly call it, because we like our acronyms within the nonprofit universe, (laughs) um, Really started in 1972. I started in 2017. So, lots of years between when TCC was established and I had the opportunity to join the staff there. Um, I actually started as a community impact manager in January of 2017. And that meant that I had the responsibility for connecting and partnering nonprofits with the city of Tempe so that they could provide human services within this system of human services so they fill these gaps and um, other things that city services would not be able to provide and they're able to actually accomplish their missions through that and so i got to oversee that work and then in july of 2018 so after being here for a year and a half um, i had the opportunity to have a promotion to the executive director (laughs) <laughs> and I was very excited to take on that, that, that chance and take on all of that good work. And in my role, I oversee all of the operations and I'm responsible for all of the staffing, uh, whether it's temporary, permanent, as well as contractors too. And TCC's mission is to connect those in need with those who care. And that's what staff and I all try to do each and every day. And some days um, we feel like we've really been successful at it. And then other days we're like, "Oh, let's revisit this and see what we can do so that tomorrow or even next week turns out a little bit better because we know that we're impacting people's lives with the work mm-hmm. that we're doing.
0: Great. Thank you, Octavia. And Julie, tell us a little bit about um, yourself and how you uh, became involved with TCC. Okay. Well, I actually am a retired HR professional.
3: Spent about 20 years in that role, and during that role, I had opportunity to do a lot of volunteering, not only in associations related to the profession, but also a lot within uh, the city of Tempe through the Tempe Chamber, through Neighbors Helping Neighbors, um, lots of other, you know, TCAA, even TCC. Prior to being a board member, and just really wanted to deeply embed myself um, in the Tempe community, and um, I had. Several people that had approached me for many years through TCAA and TCC, sorry, the acronyms, (laughs) but anyways, that they had approached me to, you know, be on the boards and things. And because I was serving on other boards, it just wasn't the right timing. And then Ravine nominated me uh, along with another individual um, to be on the board And it, you know, I was interviewed and went through the whole, the whole process and have been on the board for three years. So it's been, it's great pride for me because I'm not originally from here. I come from a very small town, small community in Ohio. So to come here and embed myself in Tempe is just great. So I, I love the work that, that I'm doing there. I've been in several roles over the past three years and just entered into my third um, or my second, third year term and will be serving this year as the treasurer. So it will be a brand new role I've never served in before. So I'm excited to to take on that challenge
0: and excited to be here. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. And <coughs> Raveen, how about yourself? Uh, introduce yourself. I feel like... Uh, there's a lot, a lot that you're doing in the community, and we'll get to mm. that. Um, Thank but tell you us a little bit, yeah. Tell us a little bit about how one you became involved with um, TCC, but then also uh, how you became involved with uh, Kiwanis.
1: Thank you, Jacqueline. I don't have much to say about myself because I don't have a long enough resume. <laughs> but all I do is believe in community involvement, which started 65 years ago with Mother Teresa in a small town called Calcutta. Uh, the largest slum in the world, and grew up as a refugee child. Tempe completes me. I eat, drink, breathe Tempe. I joined Tempe Community Council when I was humbled, surprised, overwhelmed, when they honored me with the Don Carlos Humanitarian Award in 2015. Mm -hmm. That was truly humbling, and their mission was much bigger than any personal ambition or anything. And then when I went deeper into the Tempe Community Council and got involved with Kiwanis, I felt that these two organizations were actually interrupting Bloom. We were interrupting Bloom and providing hope. While Tempe Community Council was providing hope through agencies to all the less fortunate and the needy, Kiwanis was providing hope to the children, which is the future of this world. So here I am amongst my many other board assignments, a full-time community activist, and I'm humbled to be on the show. I don't have much more to say about myself.
0: (laughs) Well, hopefully you have more to say. It's only eight past the hour, so... No, I I feel um, it, it's really exciting to actually both uh, both Julie yourself and Ravine to hear you kind of talk about Tempe itself and that community in that way because I feel the mm-hmm. same way. Um, what's funny is I actually grew up here in Arizona. I grew up in East Mesa and then went to um, went to school at um, Arizona State. So lived in Tempe for a little bit, then lived in Phoenix, and now I'm back in Tempe and have to say that it's such a unique community and the one that I've finally kind of felt like, Julie, like you said, like you're really part of it and kind of embedded in it. Mm -hmm. Lived here for a couple of years, actually, uh, and started off at TCC working with Agency Review and just loved it because of my background in working with nonprofits. I love that process. But now being able to be on the board and even learn more about what TCC is doing the community, I just had to, you know, it's one of those things that you just... um, you know, it's just so much of what you do uh, and you just have to, mm-hmm. you want to share it with everybody. So what a great way to do that.
2: <laughs> yeah, and I will say Jacqueline, that that is how I met you. Right. Because you were a volunteer with me and I was like, this woman is just fabulous and I hope she never goes <laughs> anywhere.
3: <ever."> <laughs> <laughs> well, and I can, I can attest to that just from my Limited work with you on the Don Carlos committee and how you've really stepped up and put yourself into position, um, and I, I think that you've uh, put yourself in a great position for possibly a future co-chair um, <laughs> opportunity.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, oh no, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, so we've, uh, talked, we've actually we've brought up uh, Don, Don yes, Carlos no in a couple different ways, but I'm, I'm, I've, I've, it's been an honor to work with you. Oh. But thank it's been you.
3: an honor to work with you and you've given us some really great ideas and putting a new set of eyes on a committee that's kind of been in place for a couple of years now. Um, so we just appreciate your energy and your input. Thank you.
0: Oh, thank you so much. No. And again, that goes back to, uh, you know, just really wanting to see the community succeed. And I think outside mm-hmm. of that, I mean, Out, you know, there's the community, there's the city, then you, you know, you just branch out from there and just really, you know, I love Arizona um, and I love Tempe and it's just, you know, when people become involved in their communities and in their cities, it just really, it has that ripple effect, you know, throughout the state and ultimately, (laughs) you know, throughout, throughout the country. So, Mm kind of touched on Don Carlos and a couple of times now, both with Ravine stating that that was kind of his introduction to Tempe Community Council. Um, and then, you know, Julie, you talking about the, the committee. So let's kind of jump right into that and talk a little bit about, you know, what is it, what is the Don Carlos awards and what makes that special and unique um, and, and the ways that it kind of highlights, I guess, the, our community.
3: Okay. Well, I think what makes Don Carlos special and unique is it's not, it's wasn't developed for one centralized person or one centralized uh, topic, or, you know, you, you have to be one person that it fits one person, like a, a woman's award or a, a this or that award. It embodies, it can embody anybody. Um, but what makes it so special above that, that it, that anybody, it could be, it could be any of us on this call could be a Don Carlos humanitarian and Ravine is. So <laughs> there you go. But, um, what, what, what it makes it is it's, it's honors individuals who have made Tempe a better place to live, um, through their lasting work. So it's a, it's almost, I like to, there are when I talk to people or sponsors and things, it's almost like their lifetime achievement, but their lifetime really hasn't ended. Right. But it's, it's like a lifetime of everything they've done up to this point. And it addresses the human services needs for, for Tempe, for our community. So, um, it's just one of Tempe's, I believe, and and Octavia Ravine chime in, it's really one of Tempe's most prestigious awards that you can win, Mm -hmm. I believe. So it's not just that it's coming from the Tempe Community Council, it's really for the whole city of Tempe.
1: Julia, I couldn't agree with you more on this, even though as a recipient, I'm humbled to share it, not to toot it. But in all honesty, uh, for the past 65 years, I've been involved. I've been honored by Rotary International, Kiwanis, Lions, all the awards in my lifetime, innumerable to count, long laundry list. But Don Carlos holds a very special place because this is the community I came in to die. I didn't come Mm -hmm. to live. I lived, I grew up in Calcutta, worked through 90 countries in the world, traveled. But this is the place I chose to finish my work for the last 20 years. The only one that has trumped Don Carlos for in my life has been the Mother Teresa International Service Award which was previous 17 were given to heads of state and me as a nobody, as a civilian uh, person getting that award and honor in India was huge. But to me and my wife, Clara, the Don Carlos is the one that will be buried with me when I die, when I pass on, (laughs) because this is where I really came. And I live and breathe Tempe, like I say. so, this is so special. And it's not, and for me to join the Tempe Community Council after winning the Don after being honored, was a surprise to everybody. They say, you don't go back and work. You work and you get the award later, but you're going mm-hmm. back to the grassroots. And that's the reason for the past six years, I did not covet any office other than serving on the committees or being on the executive board to be the board chair or anything. I have not coveted it because I feel what we are doing is such a noble thing. And so the impact, the legacy of this will be forever through the agencies. And I just totally empathize whatever you said.
3: <laughs> and you make a great segue then into um, making that lasting, that lasting um, impression or that lasting impact. Um, Because we do, the the Don Carlos Awards, if I could talk a little bit more about what we do for the awards, um, for the 2020 awards, because the Don Carlos has, has been around so long that it's now become even more of an event that honors other people. So we obviously hold the Humanitarian Award in the highest regard for the evening when it normally was celebrated as a ceremony with over 400 and plus people in attendance. Now we're obviously taking it virtual this year. So it will be interesting to see, you know, um, how, that, how that works, but we're, we're looking to make it just as a prestigious event for our humanitarian. But in addition to that, we also have a young humanitarian and we recognize um, normally one young humanitarian winner a year in the hope that their impact will be recognized by the community, but they will also further continue to impact their, their communities. Um, as all of the nominees that come forward for the Young Humanitarian, we encourage all of them to continue their great works that even though they weren't selected for the awards, they're still winners in our hearts, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And we want them to continue that type of service because that's how we all got started, right? With, With our grassroots, as Ravine was saying. The young humanitarian embodies their spirit of being their age and still being able to give something without receiving something. And that's really great to see that in younger generations today. As we all know, technology has changed a lot of how people interact and how people get involved socially. Um, So, to see that we have two award winners this year in the young humanitarian category speaks volumes for what the 17 nominees we had impacted our community. And we have to imagine that that was 10, 12, 15, 20 plus 17 or times 17 more people that are impacting, maybe a hundred times that, that are, are the young uh, younger generation that are impacting what we're doing. So it's very refreshing to see. In addition, we also have, oddly enough, an award called the Impact Award. And it also looks at not only immediate need or impact that somebody's doing, but we also consider those who are doing long-term Impact and that their that their efforts really are generated or doing something um, in the city of Tempe for human services, and um, then the last one is a volunteer award. And as we all know, those usually speak for themselves, right? Those people who are going above and beyond, um, they put their tires tireless efforts into um, volunteering and what they're doing. Um, and generally, the volunteer of the year awards that we've had. Have not only been involved in the one place that they've been nominated for, but they've also been involved in so many different things. So our award winner this year has been, I mean, it was an endless list Mm -hmm. of of things that they, you know, that she was involved in besides the one person that that for the efforts she was giving to their organization so um and we I I don't know Jacqueline um I don't know if you want to review over our award winners this year or if you have questions about Don Carlos or anything you would like to cover
0: yeah so I was actually going to kind of go back to the history of the award and where you know kind of where did that come from and why did um why is it such an important award? I guess then for Tempe Community uh, Council and and kind of the city's involvement with that award and and why this has become so kind of uh, a coveted uh, award.
3: Okay, so the award um, started with a very huge Tempe advocate and a large reason why the, the univer- or Arizona State University is here in Tempe. And that is um, Charles Trumbull Hayden, and he was a pioneer in his day of bringing goods and services. And the reason why the Hayden Flour Mill is there, and probably the reason why it will always be an iconic place here in Tempe. But he brought all of his good works, and really was the father of volunteering and giving back. Probably not really knowing that was his title. Mm -hmm. Um, But he just had such a passion for what he was doing and wanted really to develop the area, not just to develop the area and bring new people here, but to develop the area and give that true sense of community. So because of his works and what he did, um, we have the Don Carlos. He is the The Don Carlos, basically, are the reason why we have the Don Carlos Award. Um, And this is our 37th year. Mm -hmm. So we have, before this year, we have 36 award winners previously. So we're honoring the 37th Don Carlos Humanitarian Award winner this year. And we're very honored. Um, I'm very honored to be a part of it. I know Ravine is on the committee. You're on the committee. It's, It's a great honor, really, to be a part of it. And the only thing that I regret is that we won't be in person because the people that have been attending this award, we have people that attend that have been attending it all 36 years. The majority, you know, we have lost a few of the humanitarians, but the majority of them that are still with us and still able to attend, still attend. And that is just a huge honor to be in that room of what I believe is the who, who who's who of Tempe. So. Um, So we'll see how this goes this year with it being virtual, but that personal touch that we've been able to give in the past years, you know, um, that really makes the awards or has made the awards.
0: Yeah. And Ravine, going back to talking then um, about Kiwanis, um, how do you see the role of organizations like Kiwanis in communities?
1: Just to put it in perspective, Kiwanis has been around for 105 years. From 1915, it was just after Rotary got founded, Kiwanis got founded, and it presently boasts over half a million members in the Kiwanis family in 85 countries, 17,000 clubs, uh, adult and youth. And Tempe is lucky to have four. Our city of Tempe is lucky to have four. Wow. But the club of clubs is the Kiwanis Club of Tempe. What we before- call KCOT, which is the who's who of Tempe. Mayors, council people, Don Carlos, you name it, they all came from Kiwanis. Some people say Kiwanis Club of Tempe, KCOT is the stepping stone to the community, is the bridge if you have higher ambitions. But I feel more than the ambition, it's an indispensable spoke in Tempe's wheel. When I call it Tempe's wheel, because we are a very bicycle friendly city, So I call it the (laughs) indispensable spoke. Without a Kiwanis Club of Tempe, Tempe is not complete. Mm -hmm. Tempe is not complete. It was founded in 1952. For 68 years, we have brought the 4th of July celebrations to Tempe. Every year, every year, rain or shine, despite the COVID this year, we distributed sparklers to every household in Tempe, almost every household. So they could have at least the same thing like a call. Stars don't shine unless it's dark. So the Kowanians shine when it is dark. It was all doom and gloom. But we brought in the sparklers to sparkle people's lives here in the community. Mm -hmm. And then we also have the fantasy of lights parade. Over the years, we have given almost $2.5 in charities and donations that we have given to Tempe. We have contributed. And don't forget our biggest park, 120-acre park of City of Tempe's Pride, is the Kiwanis Park, Mm -hmm. which was also named for Kiwanis Club, Kiwanis, because we received a huge donation way back. We maintain it, we keep it, and we hold our events there. But Kiwanis basically is an organization that helps children of the world. We serve the needy, the children whether it's iodine deficiency, whether it's reading deficiencies. And we raise collectively about $100 million, $100 million annually. And KCOT, uh, the Kiwanis Club locally works with the city because city is a partner. There would be no city if there was no community. Mm-hmm. There would be no community if we were not part of, we were not there. We make the community communities make a city and the city of tempe the elected officials the rank and file the bureaucracy the members of the administration all understand that we need social organizations to thrive Mm -hmm. be it tcc be it tcaa those are be the food bank be it anything even a small business those who have corporate social responsibility In them, those who have a purpose, it's not just about profits and those who put their stakeholders, who are our stakeholders, are members of the community. Society is larger than profits, than economy. We thrive and we are blessed that Tempe leadership is such that they work hand in hand with Kiwanis Club, with our Tempe Community Council, with Sister Cities International, As we enter, we see sister cities and sister cities partnerships are all made one individual at a time, one person at a time to forge multicultural relationships. And I have served, I was blessed to serve on the global board of sister cities international for several years. And I understand the sister cities been around 50 years. These are the organizations that we come together and collaborate with our heads and hearts to make Tempe great again. If Tempe is diverse today, it's because Kiwanis Club is diverse. If Tempe is eclectic today and more multicultural, it's because Sister Cities brings in the Oktoberfest. We come together. We come together. We come together to celebrate diversity. We celebrate inclusion. It's not the illusion of inclusion. These are the organizations, especially Tempe Community Council, Sister Cities and Kiwanis Club of Tempe that have shed the illusion of the so-called inclusion. We are truly, truly inclusive.
0: I love that, Ravine. And I love how you kind of talked about Kiwanis being a spoke and, and you know, of the of the mm-hmm. wheel, because that's definitely how I view a lot of different... Indispensable
1: spoke, you see? We can't
0: change oh, that yep.
1: <laughs> I was... The I was told nothing is indispensable, yes. but
0: that's the indispensable. Right, right. Um, because I think, you know, we that takes a lot to view a community and view a city in that way, um, to, to see how you really do need all of those pieces. And that's one of the things that I really have um, valued about Uh, about Tempe, Um, I think, you know, even going back to when I first started as a volunteer uh, with the agency review process. um, And, you know, for for those that aren't familiar, because I actually... You know, when I first started, had no idea this process existed and then just assumed all cities did it this way. And then when I started telling friends about, oh, my gosh, I'm on agency review, we get to, you know, different nonprofits, um, human service organizations apply for grants and we help review the um, applications. And then we help with the interview process and this and that. And they said, well, I want to do that. And they're in another city and they're like, well, how do I get involved? I'm like, I don't know. It must be there somewhere. <laughs> and then that's when I think actually I, I went to you, Octavia, and was like, how do people get involved in other cities? Yeah. <laughs> and you were like, think, well, you know, this is a Tempe thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. So talk a little bit about, I guess, the uniqueness then in that sense of Tempe Community Council. I mean, I know you've You've worked for other nonprofits over the years, um, Octavia. I was looking. I actually had no idea when you filled out your um, guest information form. I'm like, you were in Alaska and Hawaii? How cool is that? <laughs> what yeah, do you see so there? I
2: have had the opportunity to, first of all, volunteer for a very long time, like all of you do for nonprofits. And then probably around 2008, I was living in the southeastern United States. Um, said, I want a change. Um, I want something that I feel passionate about, the work that I do every day. And I was working in the, the for profit sector at the time. And so then I said, Well, let's, I'm going to figure this out. How do I ensure that the things that I value, the impacts that have been made in my life, that I can give back and I can do this every day? And so then I, I transitioned to working in the nonprofit sector. Um, After having been a volunteer for different types of organizations, like I have volunteer tutored children who are homeless. I have also worked at homeless shelters and done things like that, um, faith-based groups. And so then the opportunity presented itself for me to um, live and work in Hawaii and working with a school district doing community engagement. And so that was my full-time foray in in about 2010, living in Hawaii um, on the Big Island, in, you would say, rural Hawaii, Hawaii actually. Um, and I'm much definitely an urban woman. I, I, I'm i <laughs> an teacher. <urban laughs> I'm not one to live in a lot of wilderness. Um, but in addition to Hawaii, I've also had the opportunity to live, or and in Alaska, um, as well as Washington State. I'm originally from the Midwest. So when Ravine said Kiwanis is international, well, I know that it's national. Um, and <laughs> I'm sure that it's international as well. I just haven't had those experiences yet. Um, and being the newbie to Arizona and seeing Tempe, reading about it, and then uh, living and working here now, I can completely attest to what all of you are saying, that this is a very unique community. Um, things are done here in a very unique way. Um, Tempe is willing to challenge the process. There's partnerships with the community that you don't find elsewhere. Prior to me joining the Community Council, I was actually with another city in the Valley. And I will say that no, this process did not exist there. And even doing research just over and over and over within Arizona, this process doesn't exist where we're bringing in the community members to actually review applications from nonprofits, learn about their work, interview them, and make recommendations to city council. So then politics aren't part, isn't part of the process. That's not what we're doing. There's no picking of the winners and losers according to people's political leanings or any influences. Instead, it's the community members who are saying, this is what mm-hmm. these are the services and these are the needs in our community that we need to have fulfilled, that we need to have people be responsive to. And so really appreciate partners like Kiwanis, which they have actually given back to the community council in the past as well, Um, as well as as board members like all of yourselves who you you guys make my job easier every day (laughs) Um, because I'm I'm sitting here listening to all of you and I'm like, oh, I'm not sure that they really even need me. They've learned, they've paid attention. I'm like, this is amazing. And I couldn't ask for, and you guys are just representatives of our board. We have a current twenty-one member board, and you guys are just a slice of that. So when you multiply that, it's amazing. But in terms of um, partnerships, the city of Tempe is definitely a great supporter. The agency review process is actually one that TCC has partnered with the city on since nineteen eighty-five. So it's been quite a while. Um, It's been during my lifetime. (laughs) Um, So so the process is not as old as I am yet. Um, but yeah, it, it's something that you're not going to necessarily find elsewhere. I think other cities might be a little interested in duplicating it. There's been sort of research that has included our process in it as well. Uh, we've given lots of presentations around how do we do agency review? What's our rationale for it? Um, but definitely going back to talking about the partnership with the city of Tempe, it is one that has been formalized just recently. Um, as far back as 2015. And part of that there's some of us who are staff who actually um, are part of the city as well. Um, but our hearts and our and majority of our focus is on TCC and um, actually ensuring that the city understands what it is to be a nonprofit, what it is to provide nonprofit services the continued importance. And I will say that the city has always been supportive as far as I can tell, um, and everything that everyone has told me about the city of Tempe and working with Tempe Community Council. So we like to. Our logo is a bridge, and it just really speaks to that mission of connecting those in need with those who care. And I just think about all of the bridges that Tempe has um, in it, and it just it, it's awesome to be representative of that.
0: What would you say then? Um, kind of going back where. The, with that partnership with the city, like I mean, what kind of, which came first, you know, which was it, you know, the city look, looking and seeing what t- something like TCC was doing and saying, hmm, we should be more involved with, with this or, or the, was it the other way around TCC reaching out and saying, Hey, this is what we've been doing. Let's partner up. Let's see how we can do this even at make an even bigger impact.
2: Yeah. So it would definitely be the city because you had some folks who, served in city council and worked for the city who are also who have been on the CCC board, right? And um, there's always these close relationships that existed between community members. Um, Tempe was not always the size that it is currently population-wise. Um, and so when you talk about a tight-knit community, Tempe has always had that as a thread. And so with, with that partnership, it's been, I think, a little bit of both. It was people who were like, I'm part of TCC, I'm part of the city. This is just a natural collaboration and let's ensure that we're doing things in an equitable way. And so bringing, bringing the community into that. And, and for me, it's just, again, being able to live that out each and every day and, have, and the staff, um, I, I will say for them as well, that's why they're there. They're dedicated to be able to do that. So this partnership with the city, it just continues to flourish Um, It continues to help us to meet the needs of the community. And it also helps us to be the voice of the community as well. We have this direct pipeline, this direct access to city leadership that doesn't happen at other nonprofits. And I I will attest to that, Mm -hmm. um, that sometimes it's difficult to try to get that face time with the decision makers within the city. But we have that opportunity to do so.
0: And Julie and Ravine, you're both um, small business owners in the city of Tempe, Uh as am myself. Um, For you, what's in? What do you feel is important for you know businesses in a community, and what that um, kind of their responsibility for, you know, for how they're doing business within that community and what they're doing to give back. Um, Julie, you want to go? Yes. Thank you. Um, For me, it really is um,
3: connecting. With people and building relationships, I think our responsibility isn't to look at. I mean, I think the responsibility of a small business owner is always looking at your bottom line. Let's not let's not fool ourselves, right? But I think at the end of the day, um, I feel better about myself because I've connected people or I'm building relationships with people that I think are going to be long lived and not short term. So for my, you know, from my business perspective, if I can help another small business owner shine bigger or brighter than, than my business, or I can help them do something um, that may help them in the long run, uh, not necessarily, I don't want to get extreme by staying in business, but making a relationship that could really help them or something that they're, they're looking for, um, then I'm, gonna, I'm going to do that. Um, And a lot of times I have clients or people that will come to me um, and, and they'll need something. And a lot of people would go, well, I can do that for you, but it's going to cost you or whatever. And I think that a lot of times you've got to connect people to those opportunities that aren't necessarily um, tied to any monetary value. And I think that in the city of Tempe and me being a small business owner in the city of Tempe, Um, and being involved in so many different organizations throughout the community, that connecting people would be my number one key thing. Just making sure that other businesses have what they need. Um, And it's going to come back to you, right? And it already has come back to me. That kind of thinking has already come back to me, myself, and my business. I mean, me personally and professionally. So um, that would, I guess, be the number one thing. And Um, I just, I love doing that. So it's my passion. So it it happens naturally for me. Some people, it may not.
0: Mm -hmm. And going back to, you know, the, um, being intentional about, you know, the community, um, Mm -hmm. and the city building that sense of community, I feel like that has really kind of, uh, shown, um, Mm -hmm. bright these past few months during this whole COVID-19 and many Mm -hmm. businesses having to shut down our restaurants, having to shut down, um, nonprofits having to, you know, cease operation or obviously people are not giving, you know, not feeling like they can give back as much as they could before. Maybe Mm -hmm. they don't have a job, but the community, because we did have that sense of community around us, I think has really rallied behind those small businesses and said, Hey, if you can do business with, you know, this restaurant down the street yeah. here in Tempe, rather than, yeah. you know, that going to a chain or something to that effect. Um, I feel like that's really shown brightly this these past few months.
1: Uh, Jackie, well, let me that, take it that, from there. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. You, I, go ahead. No, one
3: thing I was just going to say that I did is I have a lot of places that I, uh, you know, am a patron of here throughout Tempe and for various different services. And one thing that I just did is, you know, I just went in and said, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do to help? Mm -hmm. You know, where, where are you seeing that you need, you know, do you, do you need customers? How's business going? You know, and 50% are saying, Hey, we're very fortunate. We're hanging, you know, we're hanging in there. The times have been tough. It's been different. We've, you know, we've turned the page. We've found unique ways to do our business differently or do it you know better than we were doing it before and then some businesses said oh it would be really great can you just help me in social media or can you help bring you know customers in to eat you know have the food and and mm-hmm. and we are open or here's our situation we're open not for dine in but for carry out so could you help us promote carry out you know those types of things and i think if more people were doing those types of things saying what can i do to help it's not like we have we have 24 hours in a day right mm-hmm but we can, we can do something. And it's just, it's something even as small as that.
0: Right.
1: Let me add to that, Jacqueline, if I may. Uh, time is all we have. Time mm-hmm. is all we have. Uh, in life, we only have time. Everything else we don't have, actually. So I was drawn to Tempe also because my daughter got admission in ASU. And I found that Tempe was truly a tale of two cities. And that particular book by Charles Dickens always haunted me when I was in Calcutta, in Europe, in Africa, working in other parts of the world. And Apache Boulevard was a classic example. And I'm going to share this for a moment because it's very important to understand what we as small business owners can bring to the community. Tempe was Apache was the most challenged area of Tempe. Rundown, motels drugs you name it before the light rail came we adopted that one block and can you believe and my whole intent was to build a center around four different uh, four different tenets one was purpose the purpose was to unify our community purpose was to bring hum- humility dignity empathy into the fold, and bring diversity of course and the second was to create a culture It was about culture, not about strategic investment, about profits. It was the purpose and my stakeholders. And my stakeholders were every member of the community. And lo and behold, over the last 15 years, when we started putting the DABA in, one out of three customers, actually, I'll take it back, 54% of our customers drive 35 miles to come to Tempe Mm -hmm. and guess the economic impact that one small business has had on Tempe. And it's in, it's recorded, $50 million. The economic impact of the small little business of the DAVA marketplace that I have is drawn the natives, the curious, and everybody into mm-hmm. that particular, on that light trail they come because that becomes a stop because they see themselves that if you do something right, You do good, you will do well. And talking of COVID, the DABA did not close. We did not take the PPP. We did not take any of the money of the CARES Act, which was being offered to me. The reason, that money could be better given, better used by others. In fact, I went a step further. Even my own office, I emptied out for TCAA because the homeless need help. The homeless need help. Talk is cheap. Walk is difficult, especially in these summers. When you walk an inch, it's more than talking a foot. Like I say, a foot walk is worth a mile talked. Okay, we need to walk it together. And Tempe Community Council actually is a bridge between the two cities. There's a north side of Tempe and a south side. Through our agencies, we serve everybody. And this is a bridge. That Tempe Community Council is truly about. I am just a bit player. I was there and we turned Apache into a character area. And thanks to the help of everybody, all those unknown, unsung heroes, neighbors, we're in the trailer parks, the street walkers, anybody. But we build organizations, we build cities through empathy, we build cities through dignity and respect and inclusivity. And forgiveness, and that's what Tempe is about. I could easily reach anybody I wanted. I could reach anybody; they were easy to work with. I never had even a single issue, whether when I even when I started in 2001 or even now. It's the same ravine, same relationships with the whole community, with every elected official. They all come to the Daba. It's not because they like Indian food. They come because we are doing something different. And TCC is <laughs> no, they doing like something different.
3: Yeah. <laughs> they definitely like the food.
0: And, it's, it's worth and the TCC is doing it's worth something
1: different. Govanis <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, is doing something different.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I think, I think,
3: I think you, the... Oh, oh sorry. Go ahead, Julie. I, I think to, to, to Ravine's point, I think that you know, collaboration and collusion and, and it speaks to what you're doing, Jackie, every week or every, I don't know how many times a week you have the show, but mm-hmm. it speaks to what you're doing, um, bringing this to light to everybody um, and so that people can see what other people are yeah. doing. And, and I think that bringing that together, we're able, we are as residents, but we are as TC, the TCC board able to live that out. We're able to live our mission and live that bridge. It doesn't matter what our professions are, or if we're small businesses or we're in still, you know, corporate America or whatever it is, um, we we make that happen. And um, and I think that's that's the great part about Tempe. I've always felt this way about Tempe since the moment I I lived here. I felt like it was like my small town that I grew up in. I mean, I just felt so welcome and almost like this is my family. And that's hard to that's hard to duplicate and that's hard to replicate. I mean, you yeah. don't find that everywhere you go to live. And mm-hmm. I've convinced two of my friends that have relocated here to Arizona to live in Tempe <laughs> and neither have had, had any regrets about it, you know, when they see other cities around, you know, around the Valley. Um, and so I just think that it speaks volumes for for who we are.
0: But have you gotten them on any committees yet, Julie? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't, but I'm working on one of <laughs> And and I'm also working
3: on the one referral I gave you today, Jacqueline. Okay, (laughs) because I think she would be a great a great board member. So
0: yes, yeah, definitely.
1: Definitely. Jacqueline, what I brought to TCC,
2: Julie, she can run with it. (laughs) Ravine, you're the gift that keeps on giving. Thank you.
3: Well, I'm a I am a consummate connector and I do believe like Ravine said that it's not about the business just in Tempe, but it's bringing people from outside to understand um, that it's Tempe, Tempe is alive. We're doing things. We're working hard for each other and come try our restaurants, come try our businesses, come try what's local, Um, come to our farmer's markets, see what we have, you know, to give. And I think people you know, once they do that and they see what we've got going here. I mean, I ha- had a friend that drove to a restaurant that I referred her to, drove from Buckeye. And she was just like, oh, my gosh, I, ne- I never really realized everything that was in Tempe. She said, I drove through Mill Avenue and went to the restaurant and I just never realized what was really here. So I, I think it's just it's connecting people and collaborating. Mm mm-hmm.
0: Well, and oh. big picture is really when you when you the more um ingrained you are in your community and the community you know, is accepting of that and offers up those opportunities, like the nonprofits op- offer up those opportunities for volunteering and giving back. Mm-hmm. Businesses are offering up ways to, you know, to get involved and also telling you about ways you can get involved is then, you know, you're doing a, a huge service then to all the other organizations in that city by telling others ab- about that and inspiring them too to maybe do the same thing where they're at. Mm-hmm. Um I know we have a lot of different nonprofits that um, you know they may serve uh, people in Tempe, but may you know may also be serving people in Phoenix and in Mesa and in Gilbert. and um, you know, and I, I hear a lot when we're we're talking to them through the agency review process, really, um, a lot of what they're doing, you know, just with our with our Tempe residents and it's just you know it's it's kind of you know heartwarming when you think about it when you think about they could, mm-hmm. They could be anywhere else and they, but they still choose to have, you know, their services here in Tempe as well. Um, you know why and the,
1: and the other uh, thing that Tempe we... is that I'm gonna Go take
2: Ruby.
1: this now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Tempe embodies collaboration both with the head, heart, and the wallet. Right. Mm-hmm. Tempeans speak with their wallet, not just with their mouth. Mm-hmm. The it's a true collaboration between the head, the heart, and the wallet. Okay. That's what makes Tempe unique. Yes. Sorry, Julie, you're all yours. No, my I, no. But Stay what late. I was
3: going to speak to your point, where all these agencies have kept their stuff, their their businesses here or their organizations here in Tempe, because of what we do and because of the impact that that um, all the other organizations <laughs> can have on each other is. And I'm not sure how that's going to play out for next year, but we created that the Tempe Care Fair. And that brought everybody together and um, we had very successful years with that and I, I hope that we'll have that again and be able to bring people together and have a day where people can tell about their services and people can walk up and and not feel vulnerable or feel like they're you know they can't ask questions and it's you know it's an open forum so I, we just want to continue those those good works and I hope that someday we'll be able to do those things in person and not behind the scenes all the time.
0: <laughs> Octavia, I wanted to talk to with a little bit also um and we kind of touched on it here and there but how has COVID-19 impacted not just TCC but our nonprofit partners and and what are some things that TCC will be doing kind of moving forward to make sure that we're we're you know those those partners are still around <laughs> when yeah. this
2: uh throughout this. Yeah, so it's definitely being strategic about having conversations, being in touch with the nonprofit partners and understanding the larger landscape of policy as well as funding that's available for the nonprofits and ensuring that they're aware, ensuring that we help to get the word out about any services that they're able to offer to the community as well. Mm-hmm. So CARES Act funding coming down from the federal government It's currently available for nonprofits if they apply the same way that small businesses are able to apply. And we're also hoping that the Tempe City Council will make some additional funding available for nonprofits, including an additional population that we generally don't have a focus on for agency review, which is immigrants and refugees. And it's not to other anyone, but it's also to say that there are some organizations out there that can serve the needs of those populations, are in touch with them, understand, um, have the cultural competency to understand their fears and to help um, allay those fears so that then they can get the resources that they need because they may not be eligible for other assistance that's currently available. Um, we also ensure that we want, that, we, um, that there's volunteers available, that if there's nonprofits that need volunteers, and I will say this, that you know our local CAP office, Tempe Community Action Agency, which has the community action program, has said they're not hurting for volunteers. They have lots of volunteers. So when we talk about Tempe being a very giving community, we see that the proof is in the pudding, the proof is there and the volunteers they need. Um, we're constantly trying to monitor the staffing of the nonprofits, you know, what's happening with them because COVID can impact anyone. We've seen it from children to the oldest adults within our communities. And so we're trying to be really vigilant about that um, and to get information out there, um, ensuring that the programs that can provide that assistance, like for instance, the Tempe Coalition, which is a program of TCC, providing the education, providing, um, helping to provide masks and hand sanitizer to those in the community who would need things like that through in partnership with the city and with Tempe Community Action Agency and other nonprofits. Ensuring that we um, think of things that others may not be thinking of because, simply because they're providing those frontline services and they just don't have the time to do the research. So we're trying to do the research mm-hmm. for them. We're trying to have those conversations.
1: Octavia, to, uh, to your can... point is because we feel the community in ourselves, mm-hmm. because we feel people in us. And that's why we are different. That's why we are able to make that change. That's why we are able to innovate. We stay calm. We stay focused. But we feel each person's need here in the heart. And if I, could pick
3: back off the of, yeah, if I could pick you back off what Octavia said about um, the refugee and those services is that two of our award winners this year are refugees. And um, they still are continuing their um, flight for, um, you know, the fair treatment of others, including themselves, you know, but they've seen, um, what it's done, um, to their lives, to their families' lives, and they still continue to want to give back in those areas. And that just speaks volumes, Mm -hmm. volumes for both of them, um, that they, they want to continue to do that. So, um, it's just, it's awesome. It's an awesome feeling.
0: And as we wrap up, Julia, we didn't we didn't have a chance there. Why don't you go ahead and you want to do a quick rundown of, of who the award recipients are this year for Don Carlos? And then maybe anyone who's listening or who's listening to this has a podcast afterwards, what they can do if they'd like to get involved or help out with Don Carlos. So you want to talk about sponsorship opportunities. How about we kind of wrap up with that?
1: Or okay. Come okay.
0: <laughs> or who or right. There you go. Yep. Um,
3: we, we, you know, we love all that's, that's the best part. Um, well, our, our, uh, 37th Don Carlos humanitarian award winner this year, his name is Woody Wilson and, um, he is just, a, he's a long time community. I, there's so many things when we were reading his information, so many things about him. I mean, it's Tempe preservation he's, he's community action and advocate, um, activism. He, uh, just really encompasses everything, but the no- people who nominated him, he was nominated by four people, which is huge within itself. And what they said about him, if I can just paraphrase what they said, um, I did write it down mm-hmm. is, um, is Tempe is a better place for its residents due to the ongoing efforts of Woody Wilson who embodies the true humanitarian spirit. Um, So for uh, his tireless advocacy, um, he's he's just, everything that he does, I guess, embodies the real reason why we have the humanitarian award. So I think that it was not a tough decision this year um, for them to make a decision. Maybe it was. Um, but to read everything about Woody and look at everything that he brings to the table, we are really honored to to give him the, or ha- have him receive this award this year. To the two young humanitarians, I won't tell you anything about it. I'll just tell you a little snippet. Um, but they are Nathaniel Thompson, and he is a student at Corona del Sol High School, and has a long, extensive eight, eight to ten years background in volunteering due to his parents. Um, and then, um, Carla Daniela Salazar-Tavera, and she goes to Tempe High School. She also, because of uh, her family and because of people within the school recognizing all of her good, good work, um, have kept her involved in volunteering. And she looks forward to do that, um, on the campus of, uh, Grand Canyon, uh, university, and um Nathaniel looks forward to doing his continued work and doing everything on the campus of Arizona State University so really really awesome work from all of them and then um our impact award winners we are honored to um have Tempe Empty Bowls and anybody that knows anything about Tempe Empty Bowls awesome um and then our volunteer uh who is also a refugee who actually was was nominated from the place where she's doing refugee work is Amelia Durick. She actually, I found out through a friend, she actually went to high school with a friend of mine's daughter and said she was amazing. So we're honored to have her um, be a part of that as well. So super excited. Um, Our 2020 um, Charles Trumbull Hayden title sponsors are SRP and our advocate sponsors are APS. Um, If, Anybody on the call wants to learn more or on listening on the call. I'm on the call, right? (laughs) Anyone listening um, wants to learn more or be a sponsor, they can definitely reach out at 480-858-2310. Again, that's 480-858-2310. Or you can find anything out about all of the human services we support Anything that we do in the community and the Don Carlos Awards, we have our own separate URL and our own separate page that you can find from the the website at tempecommunitycouncil.org. dot org.
0: So, right. thank we you. We for look forward way. to hearing from from anyone listening. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Thank you. And Ravine Kiwanis, tell us a little bit about how people can get involved with uh, Kiwanis.
1: You can go online. We can come to our meeting, regular meetings at Shalimar Country Club. Now we are meeting virtually or you can share my information. We have our membership chairs. It's just Kiwanis Club of Tempe. It's standalone, iconic institution. If you want to be doing something to make a difference and feel the difference, join Kiwanis. That's one organization that And the culture that we have through speakers and through real service and opportunities to volunteer and touch not just to collaborate with the city and other officials, but a myriad of cross-section of the society that we do, thousands of hours of volunteer work, whether it's from ringing bells at the Salvation Army, working with the Boys and Girls Club, or working with Boy Scouts, or Fantasy of Lights, or the Easter egg hunt. There are so many are reading to exceed, we are in every school, almost here, is easy to join. Easy to join. Once you become Kowanian and you start breathing and thinking about the mission, you know that you are doing it for the future. And as I always say, touching the past is like touching the rock. Touching the present is too fragile. But touching the future is touching the life of a child. And that's what is Club of Tempe is doing.
0: Great. Thank you so much. And Octavia, I'll give you last last opportunity here. Anything else um, we need to share about TCC and how people can get involved with TCC?
2: Absolutely. There's lots of ways that you can give your time or give your treasure. Uh, If you (laughs) visit our website, (laughs) tempeccunicancel.org, we have information about COVID-19 if you need assistance. Um, we also have information about how you can give specifically to help people who may be impacted by COVID-19. Um, we have a list of our nonprofit partners there. Um, we also have a listing of all of our programs as well. Um, so if people will just visit tempecommunitycouncil.org, um, whether you live or work, or you just want to visit Tempe and do some good while you're here.
0: Great. Thank you. Well, thank you all so much. Um, I. I for sure knew this was going to go over an hour. I was like, how am I going to, how am I going to stop this at two? But that's (laughs) the great thing, um, about this, this show is we can go over a little bit. Nobody's kicking us out quite yet, but I do want to (laughs) wrap things up today. Thank you all so much for joining me, um, in this conversation. Again, like I mentioned, I love, you know, community and collaboration, but, um, you know, People can only hear from me talking about it so much. So every once in a <laughs> while, I like to be able to have somebody else to talk about it too so that uh, I, I don't sound like a broken record. <laughs> so well, thank so. you very much for the
3: opportunity. Yeah, I really definitely. appreciate being a part of the show and very honored to be on with Octavia and Ravine. So thank you very much, Jacqueline. And thank you for your
0: vision for the show even existing. Oh, thank you so thank much. You.
1: Thank you, Jacqueline.
0: Thank you. You've been listening to 3C Amplified, where we share how others are connecting, creating, and collaborating to amplify their impact. And we hope we've inspired you to do the same in your community. If you are a fellow change maker and want to build connections, create relationships, and collaborate with others to make positive change, join the online community built to support and engage people like you wanting to amplify their impact in communities around the world. Visit 3camplified.com slash community to learn more. Until next time, I'm Jacqueline DeStrems with another hand advantage. And let me help create a digital marketing strategy to put your organization's mission in front of your target audience and highlight the impact you're having in your community.